1: What is up everyone? Welcome to the Rotowire After Dark Champions League show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I am joined with Ryan Belongi, who is very rarely without a hat today. And um, Ryan, I'm tilting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm tilting too. I'm without a hat because I just got back from dinner, you know. You, You can't wear a hat all the time, you know. Sometimes you go out with family and you got to clean up a little bit, shave, take the head off. Yeah, no, I, you know, we were, we've been tilting pretty hard since, since the end of these games. Um, You know, I think, I think you you played better than me. I made a couple mistakes. I don't know. We let's, let's, let's get into it. How, How do you think this, how do you think today's slate went?
1: Yeah, let's just dive right in. I normally do a Twitter thread where I tweet what I played in cash, hashtag accountability. I like to, you know, if I talk about my opinions, I should show you how I'm doing along the way. And um, I thought I made a mistake today, Ryan. I thought my lineup was okay, but it was a scared lineup. And um, for the folks that are listening on the podcast, we have my lineup up. But I played Harry Kane and Leroy Sané at forward. We had Bruno and Josh Kimmich at midfield. Um, DeMarco and Tomiyasu, he appeared as a 3K punt at defense, so I thought that was fine. I played Trubin, at goalkeeper who saved like 30 shots and still only had 12 points from Lautaro, it seems. And then um, the guy that allowed you to play Bruno and Harry Kane was Mason Mount. And Ryan, the 2v2 that I considered, which is absolutely correct, you know, these are marginal decisions in cash, but we can call them right and wrong because, you know, a couple point, you know, just those little things matter. Um, I was looking at 2v2s that involved swapping out Kane and Mount. For Marcus Rashford, who I said is a goal-dependent player who's almost 3K cheaper, seems to make sense in comparison to Kane, even though Kane has better goal-scoring odds. And that would have allowed me to play Joey Veerman, who takes most of the set pieces for PSV, and he just seemed to have a great floor and a good spot against Sevilla. I think I could have just um, tinkered with my goalkeeper, played Samba. I didn't care what goalkeeper I played. I think they were all fine all of the cheap goalkeepers kind of nuked so it didn't really matter but um i don't know that's not a process thing that's just a sometimes that sort of happens type thing and i think it was bad i think uh mounts i think uh, the other side rashford and um uh, veerman i think it was clearly correct and i'm actually like very annoyed i think it was kind of like a weak decision to make there and it costed me the slate so if you're um scrolling i didn't i finished a 16th in this double up had i made that swap i would have cashed easily and just about everything won most of my head to heads one bunch of three men's it would have been a much different day and um i had an inkling feeling and it was correct and i played Kane instead like uh like i was scared and sometimes this happens with these goal dependent guys but kind of frustrating so i don't know ryan how did how did you do what do you think of <clears my throat> lineup? well can you scroll down to the bottom of that contest and try to find me yeah, I'll scroll down a little bit. So tough it Might be oh, second ride. last.
2: Second last, I see myself there. Um, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't help when your goalie scores an egg four. But, yeah, the first thing I said was playing Kane. Playing Kane is just – I thought it was scared money, kind of like you said. But then you see he's 80%. You know, I'll just say why I did it. I thought the other three – I thought the three midfielders that I played were – good good plays I guess on their own like and I didn't know where Bruno ranked uh you know like all right, are you not going to play Kimmich I wanted to play Veerman, and I I think Veerman hit like his lowest outcome you know he had a yellow card subbed in the 70th minute he pretty much always plays 90 still scored 11 and a half like so I'm, I'm not too disappointed with that he can even defend Mount a little too you know he again he he had the best chance of the game for United and it got blocked by his own player. And then he had an assist to, to Hoyland that was offsides by like a foot, you know Um, but yeah, you know, just the Kane decision is just, it's something that I, you know, usually pride myself to not do those things. You know, like I, I'm not the guy to play Lewandowski and cash in these spots. Everybody knows I've been trying to fade Hallen since the beginning of time. You know, like I, I'm, I don't know, like, it's weird because, I, you know, I didn't really want to play him, but then I decided that the other three midfielders were decent enough plays that I could maybe avoid playing Bruno. Uh, I thought I played the best two defenders on the slate. Uh, I wanted to get up to a Bayern defender when when Mazraoui started. Um, so, like, I don't hate my lap, but I do hate that I played Kane just because it's not normally something that I do. Yeah, it's, it's 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 really annoying. I don't, I don't know. like I, I I I I guess what I'm saying though is maybe it's it's not quite as bad. It's not quite as bad. I don't like I don't know. But you play Bruno and then play someone cheaper than Kane. Yeah, like yeah, that's probably the move, but like it might look different if Mount gets that goal and you know, if my goalie, you know, I I I like You know, in theory, I should have got an edge playing Benitez. You know, I was able to get up to Benitez instead of one of those cheap keepers. I didn't want to do it, but I just liked my lineup. I had all the guys that I wanted to play. Like I had my top two defenders, the top three midfielders. I was always playing Sane, and so I was like, just I would yeah, I was just like I was okay enough with everything, but. Yeah, just in general, I hate playing those cane types in cash, but I ended up doing it here and yeah, you know, I got what I deserved, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I it's really tough to complain about the results when you play Kane in cash, and in hindsight, it's wrong. And obviously, we're being a little harsh on ourselves, right? If Kane scores a goal, we're like, of course Kane was going to score a goal. That's why you play him in cash. And um, there's some merits to sort of taking that range of outcomes when he's 80% and then saying, I think I can do better than the field on the remaining 7v7. Like, so if you look at some of the ownership in this, like... Yeah, DeMarco like, are you going to play 10- Musi?
2: Sorry, are you going to play Musi Allen, Bruno? Or, you know, would you rather play Kane and a 6k mid you know musiala it was he, he got the ultimate bailout or he's you yeah. know gonna score you zero points
1: yeah one point I, I don't like to come off as too harsh i try to be humble here you know i'm not the most experienced player i don't play at the highest stakes and um you know there's some very successful players played jamal musiala but I, in hindsight, I just don't think that was correct in the construction. I look at these other players' lineups that do play Musiala, and they had money to play Joey Veerman instead, and they didn't need the forward spot filled. And I just think in spots like that, I don't know, maybe I'll double check that that's correct. In spots like that, like, how can you not take a set piece Monopolis at home in a decent matchup, and you're playing Jamal Musiala, who has ranges of outcomes where he just totally busts and, you know, drops uh, only. You know, he subbed off at the 70th minute. So I I didn't like the Musiala play. I'm sorry. If you think I'm wrong, you can yell at me in the comments. I just don't think that was the way to go in cash. So it's frustrating to lose to those lineups. It's frustrating that he does a Cavani, you know, scores 13 points with a goal. And um, I know that's not the traditional Cavani, but it's close and I'm tilting. So it stinks to lose to those lineups because of that. I think I was cashing before um, that fullback for PSV. Um, What was it? Tate, I don't even remember. Tese. He scores a goal. You know, he had a good game with nine points. He was a good play, but that goal at the end, nine-point floor, and then he get 10 extra points just by beating in the right, you know, poachers, like Chicharito type of finish. So, you know, that's frustrating to see, but that's cash for you. What are you going to do? Small margins? And uh, I played Kane like a donk. So, man, such is life.
2: Such is life. Yeah, that Teze goal was really annoying. Teze was – he was in, like – he was in my placeholders, and then I saw – Two thing. I saw Muzraui was going to start, and I thought he was clearly the better play. And you know, I looked into Teze; he seemed like it. You know, he was a good option because of his price, but he just he never really get gets involved in the attack too much. And I didn't really think he had that big. Of course, he scores the goal. I don't know. You know, it's just really tilting. I was cashing the four forty four and all my high stake stuff before that Teze goal. Um, and my lineups weren't even good. You know, I they were okay. I I had Hoyland which I was very happy with this decision to play Hoyland in the 444. He was 12% owned. Um, Watching how the games went, he seems like a great play. I would do that again. Um, You know, yeah, it's just – it's one of those slates that's so tilting. Listen to this, Jack. I played like mm, 30 GPP lineups, I think. Every – all 60 of my defenders scored over 10 points. It didn't didn't miss on one defender spot. I had tons of Hoyland, and I lost money on the slate. Like it's it's almost unbelievable, you know. That's that's, <laughs> that's champion you know, that, for you. That's what I get. You know, it, it's Kane though. I played Kane in that, and I played Kane in a lot of GVP lineups, and it's just it's like you said, it, it is scared money. It's like you said because you know you can say, oh well, you know, other times Kane scores a hat trick or whatever, and. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's cool. You know, 70% of the field has that hat trick too. So, you know, it's just it's it's just something I don't normally do and sometimes when I, you know, sometimes during a downswing, you end up making plays like that and I don't know.
1: Yeah, we're, I we're, mean it's frustrating, but I mean, you know, lesson learned, I think. Uh, you know, we'll just be better, better stronger for the next one. Were you going to say something? No, no. Um, yeah, I was just showing my lineup in the Scissor kick. um Just because I wanted to point out, you know, I'm Lataro. I wanted to point out Lataro, who gets a 14 point floor. So you might think, Oh, did Lataro Cavani? Every time the Golazo show to that Inter game, Lataro was getting his shot saved. He hit the crossbar. He hit the woodwork. It was ridiculous. So in the scissor kick, I had the good sense to play Rashford instead of Kane. That gave me money to get up to Lautaro, who I thought was a good play on his own. And I was also playing DeMarco, so I didn't mind the correlation there. I played Joey Vierman instead of Kimmich as a sort of, I think he could just outscore Kimmich in that spot. And, you know, it didn't work out. But, you know, looking at Lautaro, 24%, a little chalky. That's not great. But he and Vierman combined. uh, Vierman was 15%. The scissor kick's not a huge contest. So I feel fine, you know, not going completely off the board in that spot. I got my boy Bryce Samba. People were throwing tomatoes at me in the chat. Sorry that my goalkeepers don't always hit right away, but if you waited, the samba play really matured quite nicely throughout the slate. So, man, Lataro—he's like he's on the same level as Riyad Mahrez to me. Just every every time. He even played well, but he should have had like thirty (laughs) six points. What are you gonna do? It's just so annoying.
2: Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was watching the games with my seventy year old father in law who lived the first 50 years of his life in Argentina and he's a diehard Argentina fan. And he just, he was, he was laughing at all the Lataro misses because for some reason he just hates Lataro. So after every miss, he's telling me how bad Lataro is and it's just tilting me more and more. And then, you know, it it comes back to the intergame and it's another Lataro miss and then another Lataro miss. And this guy is just like dying laughing on the couch. (laughs) And I'm just like,
1: tilting my face off you know <laughs> so yeah it was just it was one of those days <laughs> one of those days I feel fortunate to have uh, come back with some of my entries so I think I said on yesterday's show we always have the Wednesday two-game slate in the morning but Ryan we're 12 minutes in thank you for listening to us to the recap I think it's good to recap your play it helps you understand what the field did what went right what went wrong oh uh, can I say something it- that went well
2: yeah sorry you know I keep interrupting you for the first time in I don't know how long, somebody challenged me to a $100 heads up today in the early slate, and I won. So, you know, we did okay on the early slate, and that guy played Geraldo Becker against me, who dropped like 30 points, and he still lost by like 20 points. So, all I'm saying is, you know, if you if you're trying to come for me, just
1: be careful. Yeah, be careful if you shoot at the famous cash game king. Right. I uh, mean, technology. I don't even play cash <laughs> games,
2: and nobody ever challenges me, but I got a $100 challenge today, and I'm not really going to turn that down. So
1: <laughs> That was pretty funny. I thought you were uh, stone dead when it was um... – When Becker had that brace. Of course, Becker ruins my day in uh, the two game (laughs) slate, too. Ryan, we can't tilt this entire show. The people, they want us to give our wisdom and our insight. You know, these guys who just lost today, they want to hear what we think about what happens tomorrow so they can fade us. But um, (laughs) the Wednesday slate looks rather interesting. Um, Not in the sense of the pricing, the pricing is actually mostly appropriate for this slate. Um, But for this um, group of, for this pot of teams, the biggest favorites, Tomorrow, we have Manchester City. They are away to RB Leipzig, but their implied win probability is only 55%. So our takeaway is that there's no big favorites on this particular particular slate. 55% is really, you know, we expect Manchester City to win, but half the time they won't. So that's not a particularly insightful thing, but they're just not dominant favorites, despite having the dark green shade in their win column. So they are at away to Leipzig. That's been an exciting fixture in the past two, if memory recalls um barcelona is in a similar spot they're going to porto porto is never an easy place to get a result barcelona is kind of a young team so we'll see how that goes the biggest home favorites are red star belgrade the serbian champions going to bsc young boys i don't really know how you make a goal total and a win market when those two teams face each other but uh the powers that be say that red star belgrade have an implied probability of 45 percent to win and um the goal totals aren't that high and the rest of the matchups are basically toss-ups you got Dortmund is hosting AC Milan, You've got Lazio making a trip to Celtic. That's never an easy place to play. And then probably the most exciting matchup of the day is Newcastle hosting PSG. That should be a really cracking home atmosphere. Um, Ryan, what? what do any of these games stick out to you? What are your feelings when you're just looking at the matchups for this slate? You're on mute, Ryan. Amateur hour over here
2: uh i think it's an atypical champions league slate in that these totals and are lower than we're used to seeing you know there was there's always multiple totals above 2 you know today we had bayern at like 2.4 and united over 2 and some of the other somebody else close to 2 yeah so like <clears throat> you know on the surface you look at this and i would like to spot to fade man city you know the title of the show I would want to fade City here. Um, I would want to fade Barca here. But then you look and it's, well, like, who do you fade them for? Um, Because we have all these other – we have these other teams that you don't really want to play either. Like, Dortmund is a tough team to play. Um, Lazio away to Celtic. You know, eh, Newcastle PSG. That's going to be, that's a, I'm very interested to watch that match, but I'm not sure how I feel about it for DFS. So it's like, I'm all about trying to fade this spot, these spots for city and Barca, but it's kind of tough to know where to go. Um, if you just look at the prices on this slate, I think you're probably going to have some, you're you're want to, you're going to want to have some red star or young boys uh, for tournaments. I mean, they're just so cheap. Like, they just make you can you can play whoever you want if you include one or two from red star or young boys um and yeah it, it just doesn't seem like you're sacrificing too much to do it like again if you fade city there's 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 nothing else there you're not really you're not missing out on anything so uh, it's kind of wide open um but you know then after all that is said like all these other spots suck maybe you know other people don't really want to play city that much either and it just ends up being, well, maybe we just play City because there's no opportunity cost in that direction either. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, it's difficult for me. Um, I kind of like the Manchester City Leipzig match more than the Barcelona Porto match. If I had to pick one of those, which would be a slog, I would speculate that it's more likely to be Barcelona at Porto. I mean, I just think it's a tough, I think it's in a tough way fixture for Barcelona. Manchester City and Leipzig are both they're you know they're pretty exciting teams. They'll I think they'll try to attack. So I think there's more value on playing both players from that side. So if I had to pick one of those chalky games, because I think Manchester City and Barcelona are going to be popular, there are punts in this slate that allow you to play any player that you want. I think I would prefer just to target the Manchester City attack. The attack's fairly concentrated these days too, which kind of helps you from a DFS perspective. You're you know, if Jack Grealish doesn't start, it's like oh, I can just play Foden and Alvarez. You know, there's only like four players to rotate between and they're all reasonably priced and you can afford them. So it feels, um, that feels like a better spot to me. But, you know, we'll break it down a little bit. The other spot that seems strong is um, Lazio away to Celtic, just because their players are pretty well priced. So you have Luis Alberto, he's 9,100. He's probably gonna be very popular in cash, but Chiro Mobile, I think is only 6,500. He's one of the most likely goal scorers on the slate. I think that Lazio game will see some utilization. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I don't want to try to guess ownership too much, especially in Champions League where it can be quite volatile. So why don't we dig into it? We can start talking about you know just what the type of cash game template that we're looking at and the thing that stuck out most if you scroll down and you look at our set piece taker list and then you take a peek at Red Star Belgrade so i have to find them you'll notice the name of Jean-Philippe Crosso he's 3600 and he took Red Star Belgrade's loan set piece he only costs 3600 he's forward eligible i was digging in as much as i could there's not too much info on the serbian league unfortunately but if you look at Sofa score, you can see player heat maps, which are nice. And it appears that Crosso takes right-sided corners. He takes penalties. He's taken several penalties in league and in Champions League qualifying already. Um, I mean, Ryan, do you just does every lineup just come pre-filled with Crosso, especially from a cash point of view, and you fill out the rest of the seven?
2: Yeah, I mean, cash for sure, right? Um, the only thing, I was just looking at his recent – recent games and you know he played 45 minutes over the weekend and 45 minutes a couple weeks before that and then like didn't play in the game in between so, like why you know I don't know anything about red star but he hasn't really been playing much and the, you know the, you know I, I get that he's 3600 so for, for cash it's not really a decision but yeah it just seemed kind of curious because I look at red star and you know, transfer market has this Crasso as their second highest value player. But yeah, he just like hasn't, hasn't been playing more than 45 minutes in the few recent matches I saw. Again, it doesn't really matter for cash. And that whole spiel I went on at the start was talking about tournaments. You know, what you said about City, it, you know, it's very easy for cash games to just play Alvarez and Foden, right? Uh, the cash game decisions seem pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah, I think there's, um, I I was looking at a 2v2, but basically what I thought is I can just play Crosso, especially if he starts. And um, I was quickly able to afford just about whoever I want, (laughs) whoever I want in the lineup. You have to pick a spot where you're going to punt if you're going to play Alvarez and Foden, I think, Um, whether it be at second defender or whether you use... um, I, got, I want to get his name right. Uh, Kwang Byom, He's 3100. He's midfield eligible. He does take some set pieces for Red Star Belgrade as, all, as well. You know that allows you to pay up twice a defender. I'm not sure that's going to be the best route, but we'll dig into that. But um, I do agree with you overall. You know we can just punch and cross. So especially in cash games, we'll talk about what to do with him in tournaments because it does seem like a fragile range of outcomes. I'm not sure that we should. I'm not sure like the standard deviation on the results of this game is like very narrow. So what I'm saying is that, you know, the bookies say that Red Star are favored, but it seems like a pretty volatile spot. I'm not going to put too much credence in that. The sample size is going to be small. So if you're heading into tournaments and you're just jamming Crosso, I mean, it helps you play whoever you want. But I feel like it could be a mistake, especially if he busts. Um, Again, we'll get a little bit more into that in cash. I think you just do it. But... I guess the question is, is do you want to play Luis Alberto instead of both Julian Alvarez and Phil Foden? So Alvarez is 10K. He's taking most of the set pieces. He's scoring all the goals for City. He just looks absolutely incredible. He looks like someone who's destined to go to, you know, Real Madrid and just absolutely crush there. you know, whatever club he'll say that his boyhood dream club was. He'll end up going there. Um, so it's tough to fade him. I don't like fading Phil Foden at 8K. You know, the goals haven't been there, but we know the floor is and we know what he's capable of. But I mean, Luis Alberto, he's a set piece monopolist and a decent matchup. Um, if you had to rank those three, Ryan, how would you rank, um, Luis Alberto, Julian Alvarez, and Phil Foden, ranking them at price?
2: Um, yeah, I think, I think Luis Alberto would be last. Um, you know, there's some things to like about Luis Alberto. He's, he's played 90 minutes in every single start this season, like 10 starts. Um, and he takes pretty much all the set pieces. I mean, Cataldi might take one here and there, but or else you're going to get uh, Alberto on all the sets. He just, he normally doesn't have too much upside. Now, Celtic is a, should be a pretty good matchup, but they are on the road and like lots these, this Lazio squad isn't, they're not like world beaters. I mean, it's a squad that hasn't changed much over the years and they kind of are just getting older. Um, you know, they got a few new guys, but yeah, I, I, Luis Alberto just, he never excites me. Like, I think you're, you've got a 10 point floor and then you've got to hope for, you know, goal or an assist. Um, Yeah. He's not as good as the city guys, in my opinion, but, um, you know, we might be on something a little bit different in that. I think you can easily play all three. Um, I was just
1: looking at my dummy lineup and I agree with you. You can, you can make a way that you can play all three together. It's worth noting that Luis Alberto has midfield eligibility and so does Phil Foden, and you can certainly take advantage of that. And, um, and play those guys if you want to. I'm just looking at Luis Alberto's game logs. Uh, Sorry, Ryan, go ahead.
2: Yeah. um, No, go ahead. I just, like, I'm not even sure Alberto is the next best guy after the
1: City guys. Oh, interesting. mm Mm-hmm. I was pulling up his game logs and I think I was more enthusiastic because I accidentally had the fan duel tab open. So you should absolutely make sure that you never have the fan duel tab open when you're looking at the Rotowire tools. DraftKings, it's much more modest. He has a good range of outcomes, but you're looking at a guy who just kinda I think you said yesterday a whole hum twelve points. I think if you play mm-hmm. I think if you play someone like um Luis Alberto, you're looking for a whole hum twelve points. He doesn't how many did, penalties. How how many, did, does. Go ahead. Yeah. How many did Kimmich score today? Oh I don't even want to know. Let's take No, it. he got his
2: whole hum 10 points, I think. I, that, that's who I said it about, right? Like 11 <laughs> yeah. points. I think that's exactly what he scored.
1: Yeah, um, I think in this case, Luis Alberto was a whole hum 14 points with at 9,100, and pricing's a little bit tighter. So that might not be the best place to go. But you were hinting that you liked a third player. You had a, you know, behind Alvarez and Foden, you had a third forward. So who do you like as a forward that you want to throw in there?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, according to the odds, they're underdogs. But look at Dembele's game game log. Uh, pull it up. You know, a player that actually excites me just, you know, in terms of his ability outside of DFS. And taking a majority, not all the sets, but he, he takes most of the sets for, for PSG. Um,
1: they're the same price. I was about to say I don't think he's starting, and I was looking at the Barcelona lineup. <laughs> I was wondering what. I <laughs> yeah, you he's know, on PSG now. He's on
2: PSG now. I mean, his his game logs. His game log looks pretty good. I get you know at Newcastle. Maybe it depends what you think of that matchup. That's an interesting matchup. Um, I think you know, you're. Alberto's correct. on the road too. Alberto's in Scotland. I know. Obviously, Celtic are. a a much worse team, a worse team than Newcastle. Um, But I just feel like Dembele offers a bit more upside.
1: Yeah, that's, um, I I think you make a fair point there. I did have Dembele written down, but more as an afterthought. I guess I'm always just thinking about, like, who's the most favored team, and I keep on going down the list, you know. That game's a toss-up, though, and those three games in the middle – The the AC Milan match against Dortmund, the PSG Newcastle, those are all the same game. Like, I think you can treat them exactly as the same. Um, Although the PSG Newcastle game does seem like it has more potential to smash in terms of goals. But I have his uh, game logs up here, 24 floor points. Um, In the recent league game, he had 24 points with one assist against Marseille. Absolutely crushed against Dortmund. I guess the only knock on him, Ryan, is maybe he's he hasn't even be scored for 70 minutes. No. Yeah, he hasn't even <laughs> scored. So he's kind of got like those Eze game logs, <laughs> um, which is a great range of outcomes. You know, I played Eze over Holland and cash a couple weeks ago. So if we kind of think of him as like Eze in a decent spot, it seems like a great play. Though Eze always plays 90 minutes. I mean, there's some fragility in Usman Dembele's minutes. So you'll have to work, look at the PSG. You're right. Bench there a is a little bit.
2: Yep, and that's something to consider in cash. Um he's definitely not yeah, he's he's not guaranteed ninety like Alberto is. Um, it's nice to see that he played ninety in two out of the last three, and you know this is an important game. And the game that he didn't play ninety was a game that they won for nothing. Um, yeah. but yeah, you're you're right, you're right.
1: And one of those games, yeah, where he played 67 minutes, that was before their match against Dortmund. That's a very difficult Champions League group, so it makes sense that, you know, they might want to rotate their players a little bit.
2: It's like you think he'd be good for 80, you know, unless the game's like somehow out of hand, I would think he'd be good for 80.
1: I don't think it'll get out of hand. And if it does, you know, goal differential might mean something in this Champions League group. So that's a good point. I definitely think Dembele is a better play than Luis Alberto. Now that I take a look at it, it just seems like they have a similar role. And I think I do like the matchup a little bit more. And, um, of course, they're the same price. So in cash games, I hope you click the right name. <laughs> but, you know,
2: also, maybe you don't need either because, you know, there's some other guys when we when, when we get to midfield. Maybe you want to play, uh, you know, a six, 6K, 7K midfielder instead. Um,
1: yeah, the current lineup, let's go into midfield. Um, the current lineup that I have... I'm using a punt. I'm spending down a goalkeeper, which is fine, I think, in Champions League. And I'm using just a stone punt at a defender. But that allows me to play, you know, Foden. You can play Alberto, Alvarez, Dembele. Pick whatever three you want. You use the punt, Crosso. And then you can play Ilkay Gundogan at 6,900. Now, Gundogan's been taking most of Barcelona's set pieces. I think he had an assist in the previous Champions League game. He just seems a little bit underpriced in this spot, Ryan. So it almost feels a mis- like a mistake not to use him, but you do have to punt a defender spot when there's some decent defenders in the four and 5k range that you'll want to play as well. So that's the sort of trade-off that you're looking at. Um, from a cash game point of view, what do you think about Ilkai Gundawan on this slate?
2: Um, I'm not quite as enthusiastic as you, um, but I, I, I understand the points. Um, I just see that, you know, he took 12 corners against Sevilla last game and scored 10 points. Um, he played 90 against Mallorca the game before and scored 3 without a yellow card. Um, at home against Celta Vigo, he scored 9 be- like you know, he plays deep for them and this isn't City. So like to me he's accurately priced because if he doesn't give you an assist, he's going to give you 10 points. Maybe you get 12, maybe you get 14, you know, if he gets some shots assisted, which would be good. I would like that for 6,900. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's fine. I'm just, I'm not in love with it.
1: I think, um, I think that's a perfectly good counter punch. I just saw the set pieces and I thought it had to be good, but he will be playing a little bit more deep in this formation. So, I mean, if, if it starts with Fei, Felix, Ferran Torres and Robert Lewandowski, he's already in a midfield three. And, uh, you know, Romeo is definitely the most defensive player, but I think Gavi is going to be the player who has a little bit more license to roam around and do whatever the heck he wants. Ragunduan might have to be the more disciplined yeah. player in this setup.
2: And part of it, part of it too, is I don't love
1: at Porto.
2: Like, yeah, they're Me the either. second biggest, you know, they're the second biggest favorite on the slate, but, um, this isn't home to Red Star or something. You know, this is at Porto. So, it, yeah, it doesn't like scream smash play to me, but, uh, I, you know, it's a fine cash play. It's similar to the similar to the Kimmich play today, but I don't think quite as good, but similar.
1: I don't think 14 points is necessarily ho-hum for Ilkay Gundogan. No, you know, with not, all no, this I don't of stuff, either. maybe it's more either. of a ho hum. Eight points. Yeah. Whenever you're talking about seven k, you know six point nine k for eight points, you can probably fade that guy in cash games. So, I'm pretty good case for Gundawan. So, if you're not going to play Gunduan, there's some other names in that price range. If Jack Grealish somehow starts, i noticed he was 7.2K. That's never a bad price for him, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to play him in cash. Julian Brandt takes most set pieces for Dortmund. He's 7.1K. You could utilize him. You're just in this sort of really tricky construction where, again, you have to completely punt at a defender. Are you going to be looking in this price range, Ryan, or do you think about you know, maybe spending down a little bit more and looking in the sub-6K range, some guy in the 4 or 5Ks? Um. Well, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. When I was in this range, you know, initially I had, I had Gundo like, you know, it was probably the default. You just put Gundo on in, but then, you know, then I see Brandt who's priced what $200 more Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe a little more of a sub risk, but I think similar floor and more upside. Um, So I, I, get, I, I even, I get the argument for Brandt over Gundo as well. Again, I I get the argument both ways. I think they're very similar plays, but I think Brandt has more upside, but probably a lower floor. But um, yeah, I might I might just I might be in a lower range. Like I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not sure either guy is a huge priority. Um,
1: I am. Yeah, I'm agreeing that you know they're good plays. You can make it work in that price range, but maybe not necessarily a priority. You know, but also, so here's here's the thing.
2: I don't know that, you know, Luis Alberto and Dembele aren't like fantastic plays either. They're decent plays. So, like, I've, you know, I've considered you just play Gundo or Brandt, and then you can improve maybe keeper and second defender. Um, you know, that is an option because. Yeah, like Alberto and Dembele. I'm not like you're not m- like missing anything by not having them either. So I get the argument if you want to just save money and try to make the rest of your lineup better.
1: Um, Let me tinker for a moment. So if you just play the city forwards and Crosso, and then you can kind of do the the quote unquote. We'll keep using this. I like it. Ho hum. You could just use Gunduan and Julian Brandt because they're taking most of the set pieces. That does give you twenty one hundred salary based on what I'm using. The rest of my lineup, and that does make a very meaningful contribution to defender. And you also don't necessarily have to play Blast Switch at goalkeeper, which I already have. So I can definitely see that from a cash cash game point of view. So that will be a decision if you want to play three of those expensive forwards, or if you want to take on a more balanced construction. We'll have to decide which one is better. Um,
2: yeah, because you know, I yeah, we'll we'll decide. Um, but I have three of those expensive guys, and I still think I'm rather balanced. But yet, you have to punt at keeper, which for some is tough to swallow. But
1: uh, that's not yeah. been tough to swallow these days. For no, me, I'm a bit more I'm fine with a, it. <laughs> I think when I started playing DFS, I got much more tilted by goalkeeper. I'm like, oh, I got to get goalkeeper right. I The slates just kind of swim by enough that, you know, I just spend down and sometimes you see the minus eight. I apologize, you know, if I write up a goalkeeper like Neto at four K away to Arsenal, you know, at home to Arsenal, and he gets minus six. I apologize. This sometimes happens in DFS. But unless you have a really novel goalkeeper process, most of us are just guessing. You know, we're doing our best. But we saw what the we saw what the spending down at goalkeeper could do. So I certainly don't mind. I think it's almost I, the only player that I see spend up a goalkeeper regularly in Champions League is Saramek, who always does and just has a completely different process than all of us. So I don't think there should be any major takeaways from that. I so played
2: really... Ulrich in the 444 today, just for the
1: record. Well, and of course he got stained and probably deserved to concede a second one at the end of the game. Yep.
2: No, it's it, you're right, though. I remember when I first started playing the high-stakes tournaments like, when I probably – when I didn't have the bankroll for it and when, like, it, you know, it really hurt when I would – if I lost, um, I would – I couldn't punt keeper. I was just like, you know, because it it was kind of it was too much money, really, for me at the time. And I just remember like not being able to punt keeper. I like I had to pay up for keeper. and then now it's just like the complete opposite. I just punt keeper and I get neg eights and neg tens. And then I think to myself, hey, remember when you just didn't used to punt keeper and things used to go pretty well back then? But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It goes both ways, you know. Like it does, and then you spend up the
1: next slate and Aderson. uh, uh, you know you look at your Aderson captains and showdown and uh, he's got minus six because he conceded two goals to wolves so you know sometimes I think you just need the random number generator to, <laughs> to shake out your way uh, yeah. speaking of cheap goalkeepers you know Ryan you kind of mocked my samba pick today how about uh Arsenal struggled a little bit so
2: yeah yeah no that was a you know I'll tell you a, a couple things when I saw the atmosphere, in northern France
1: oh it was a Champions League
2: game I immediately thought that yeah Samba was a a fine play I would have been fine playing that like but um Saka you know Saka got injured I'll use that as an excuse he got injured in the first half and uh Len, Len scored like two of the sweetest goals like really you could see i mean that that first goal was incredible first goal that was was like out of a video game yeah that first that was a fifa Um, goal but yeah no it was uh he was a good play
1: thank you the goalkeeper king jack burkhart Mm -hmm. um only when i'm right though you know half the time (laughs) um why don't we keep on talking about midfielders, some cheaper names that stuck out to me. I already mentioned Huang and Biom at 3,100. He might take some set pieces, belt Red Star technically favorites, right? I don't think you need him. Like I tinkered with a lineup that had both him and Crosso and I was like, I have like too much money left over. It just didn't feel like necessarily the best move to make. There might be a place for that type of construction, especially if you want to spend up a goalkeeper in some spots. Although I'm not sure why you want to do that given the context of the slate. Um, Yvonne Jamie was popular last week and uh, two weeks ago in cash. He's 3,800. That seems fine. Matt O'Reilly took a corner, though I think Turnbull regularly takes set pieces for Celtic. If there's any Celtic fans, I know there's at least one in the Discord. You can correct me on that. Matias Nunes at 4K. The cheap options, I don't know. I'm not particularly inspired. I feel like if I'm spending in this range, I feel like I probably just want to look at why am I doing that in the context of my entire lineup? I don't know. What do you think about the cheaper midfielders, Ryan?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. I don't think they're necessary. Yeah, it kind of, it, uh,
1: there's just no good
2: ones. So yeah, it just kind of like, it's like, why are you doing it? Um, we'll get to defender and I'm not sure there's really anyone else. You you don't have to pay up for two defenders really either. Yeah, like there's just none of these cheap midfielders seem to have much upside. The, the guys you mentioned, uh, uh, that guy on Red Star in, in Wim or however you say his name, Wang. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't need to do it. I don't know. He doesn't, doesn't really gain you anything. Um, I'd be more likely to play someone from Young Boys. You know, we haven't mentioned Young Boys yet. You know, the odds say Red Star is favored. I don't really know how this game's going to go, but I think anyone, you know, Red Star is a good matchup for who's ever playing them, too. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who's going to start, but this U- Ugrinich, uh, he seems decent. He, he takes sets uh, and he's attacking, he scores and assists. I don't, uh, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily a cash play, but, uh, you know, depending on the lineup, He's been splitting with males. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have males projected to start, but I've seen other lineups where males isn't starting. But in that case, maybe Ulysses Garcia would split. I'm not sure, but pretty pretty confident that Ugrinich, or however you say his name, is uh, takes sets. Maybe pens? Who takes young boys pens? I should have checked that.
1: I did not um, check that ahead of time. I feel like they have a striker, Itten, who might take them. I know he's sometimes maybe. For Switzerland, um, yeah. so just kind of based on that sort of level of authority. But that's something that we can look up. And that's something that if you join the Roadwire Discord, you can just ask and then you know Bear will probably chime in right away because he's an encyclopedia of these types of things. Yeah, I think a Grinick seems nice. I don't know if he played in these like uh, Champions League playoff spots, but, I know someone has told me, probably Bear, that he does take some set pieces for them. He's only 5,500. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I have no reason to fear a home game again. Well, maybe I should be scared because the home atmosphere at Red Star Belgrade can be absolutely incredible. So mm-hmm. I should retract that. But it's not like these players are world beaters. So I think, um, yeah. I'm I mean, yeah, you like got to feel like,
2: play. yeah, you probably more of a GBP play. But you got to feel like young boys are seeing this as one of their opportunities, too.
1: Um. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know who their group is. Who are the other two people in their group? You got young boys in Belgrade, and then how did the groups work? Um. Out? No, no, and then Porto and Barcelona. Oh, these two teams Porto to each other, right? You know they're going to need the three points because they're going to be battling it out for that second spot with Porto. So.
2: Yeah, you I see. We got a comment in the chat too from Ozzy. That atmosphere in Belgrade is going to be nuts. He's right, yeah. And honestly, that does like it does move me a little bit off. Like young boys, guys, I I, I think about that stuff in like tiebreaker spots. But you know, um, I don't know. Everyone, every everyone in that game show, uh, is cheap. Um, so for tournaments, they just like make stuff work.
1: Yeah, and if both teams are going to attack. There is the incentive there. I don't know if any of these teams can feel confident that they can get a result against Barcelona.
2: Oh, there was City and Leipzig.
1: Oh, are they? There was there was City in Leipzig. Oh, okay. Then I was just getting my wires crossed. Well, yeah, in that case, you know, they're gonna be duking it out, those two. So I think these are these teams are gonna feel like they need three points in order to get second place in the group. So maybe that makes for a good back and forth match. And that's especially good for tournaments, especially if that match has Goal upside combined with salary relief that we need to play better plays. I think I'm just agreeing with you in different words, Ryan. Um, I wanted to talk about one more player. Um, Adam wrote the column for the slate, but um, he mentioned uh, Mattia. I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Zikagny. He might play forward for... He's 6K. He's midfield only, but he plays as a forward for Lazio. 75 minutes. He seems to have a decent GPP range of outcomes. I don't know, Ryan, do you know anything more about this player? What do you think about that guy at 6K?
2: Yeah, actually. I think... Yeah, he's a good tournament play. I, he's like... Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like like I said at the start, a these lo, lo, these lo, lot of these Lazio guys, I don't know, I just find myself never wanting to play, but Zikagny actually has uh upside in my opinion like he's 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 really good um at least he used to be uh, I haven't been watching Lazio this year or really much last year um <laughs> but I used to no. I, he like he's only 6k and I, I I just remember I you know he was one of those guys that you always like yeah why don't they start him more or whenever he started you would want to play him um he just brings something different like more attacking like Immobile is like Older and not really doing much anymore, except you know, your classic number nine stuff. And Alberto, he's older and doesn't really get forward much, he's just sort of like controlling the game and slowing it down. And he's you know, good at passing and playing people. You know, Zacagni is kind of like the wild card that, um, you know, comes up with something special. So, yeah, I think it's a good tournament play. He's a good price,
1: he's a good price. And I think from a roster construction point of view, if you want to take a more nerdy approach to this. He's midfield eligible only. So, you know, there's going to be some chalky forwards in the slate. You have Hollins, you have Lewandowski's, and then you have the good cash game plays that we were talking about, several forward eligible plays. So that should keep his utilization limited. I think three forward eligible players are going to be popular, especially in the utility. So with that in mind, yeah, I, I, I think that's a great play in tournaments. And I think that was a great nugget unearthed by our uh, our fearless editor. Adam's a Satroik. So shout out to you, Adam. That's a good tournament play. Hopefully it pulls through. If it doesn't, though, I will, uh, I will yell at you in the chat, in the Discord.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Um, I think that's about all I have for midfield, at least for cash games. So maybe we can move on to defender. And again, Ryan Adam's article was pretty good. He wrote up Kieran Trippier, and I'm like, man, like I've been I've been feeling a little mad about Trippier. He smashed against uh, Sheffield and Burnley. Um, you know, Jordan called me out for it in the Discord. I was watching some games earlier in the season, more difficult matchups, and Trippier just wasn't bombing forward as much. So, you know, Ryan, I tried to no ball, and it backfired on me. But that's what happens sometimes um in this spot against psg it's a tough matchup it's at home he will take most of the set pieces and at 5800 i was like do i want to play trippier that much is he a must i keep on thinking back and forth and adam just says if you're not playing against manchester city and Trippier's under 6k i think in cash games you can just click it and move on with your life i think i agree with him ryan but uh i don't know what do you think about the current state of affairs with kerry and trippier
2: yeah i think i agree with that and i think i agree because there's no other good defenders besides him like maybe that's the wrong way to put it there there's you know there's some fine defenders but uh he yeah he just he stands out um you feel like he should be a little bit more expensive the one thing though i agree with what adam said Is you know if it's not if it's not city you kind of just play trippier um I think in this spot, he's going to have to get there on set pieces. Um, He's got, he's got the toughest, he's got maybe the toughest matchup a right back could have. He's, he's right up with Killian Mbappe. Um, And that's a nightmare matchup for Trippier, someone who is not known for his speed. Um, So yeah, I don't have that much faith in Trippier's open play value in this spot. Um, But He it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's too cheap. And he takes all the set pieces doesn't matter for cash games. And there's just there's not the opportunity cost on this slate. So yeah, he's just a no brainer for cash. Um, It's one of those it's 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 a little different than today's slate. I don't know, maybe you can try to show me some other defenders, but I'd almost take 10 points from Trippier and still jam him in tournaments just because uh, there's no one else.
1: I was writing down defenders and the only other defenders I wanted to write down were more expensive and, you know, you don't necessarily want to play them, especially in cash games. So I noticed that Jao Cancelo was 6.1 K, you know, just the most frustrating player on planet earth, at least for me lately, but he at least has, you know, goals in him. So I think that's a tournament option. If you don't want to play trip year, Ozzy he's always in the chat so shout out to you Ozzy uh, he's saying the more I like this matchup the more I love PSG that's a horrible matchup having Kylian Mbappe make runs at you the entire time when you're Kieran Trippier so that's absolutely going to test the Newcastle back line I don't know that's going to be very tough he might get pinned back um, Lucas Hernandez is a decent fullback um, also manning that side And then I think PSG do kind of carry sort of like a water jug carrying midfield. So they'll all be doing a lot of work so that their forwards can bomb forward. So you don't really feel like there's going to be much space for Trippier when you think about it. So that's an interesting point. So, you know, if you want to play Jao Cancelo because he has a goal in him, I think that's a good play in tournaments. Only 300 more at 6,100. Ryan, what do you think about David Raum at 5,700? I kind of like David Raum in this spot because I think the Leipzig City game can be a bit back and forth. It seems like Realms on set pieces. I just like playing him in DFS. I think he's one of the first names I ever highlighted when I started working for RotoWire. So maybe there's some sentimental value there. But do you think there's any value there at 5,700 if you want to play two expensive defenders?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, it's tough to play guys against City. Um, but he's a decent price and at home. Like, yeah, I think it's fine. He could get there.
1: Um, so what's the difference between playing David Raum against Manchester City when he's playing at home versus, you know, Trippier with a great he's facing a great attack and he probably has more defensive response. I don't know.
2: Both okay. players,
1: both Raum and Trippier are going to have defensive responsibilities.
2: Both yeah. takes pieces, and yeah. the
1: game environment could be good for Realms. So, I don't know. I think it's worth consideration, at least. Please
2: correct yeah. me. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, the difference is just that, like, Man City, no matter what, are going to dominate possession, and, like, there are going to be times when Leipzig – have set pieces and other matches where they don't have many. Whereas like this Newcastle game, they might be the ones on top in this game. You don't really know. Like you don't really know, Um, you know, they're kind of favored in this game. And you know, this PSG team hasn't been great. You know, they're inconsistent. You know, they don't have Messi and Neymar. They concede goals. Newcastle's at home. Like, yeah, Trippier's individual matchup against Mbappe is a nightmare, but the team matchup is just so much different. I mean, there's just, there's, there's not usually much floor to be had against City. Um, but you're right. There can be. Like, there can be. It just, it just, yeah uh, it have you know it doesn't happen all the time you know this game could be back and forth they could get some sets you know if they go down also you know like the city team is not quite the same without KDB and and maybe Gundo and maybe whatever else but still you know it's it's always tough to target city um, you know while we're on that game no it, no go ahead
1: um i was just going to look at david Realm's game logs i mean just see how tethered he is necessarily set pieces but you know he's got games where he's got four corners but still getting in 10 crosses so again from a tournament point of view if you feel like you know if you feel like you're the type of player who's just going to jam julian alvarez and phil foden i think it makes sense to sprinkle in david Raum into those tournament lineups because if the game is up and down that's uh you know that's good for everyone involved if uh, david Raum is having a good game it probably means that city are going to be forced to be launching shots and things of that nature so That's my, that's my case for
2: it. Yeah. And I, I think it works the other way. I think, I think Rom has the best game when they they're losing when city score early. Mm. I I think Rom has a good game when city score early. Um, Yeah. I see in the chat, Hakimi um, better play. Maybe, you know, I get like I can always get behind Hakimi and GBPs just because he's so talented offensively. Like he can he just always has goals. in him. Look, like, th- three Jeez. goals in the last five matches, and he's always done that his whole career. Look at the shot numbers on Hakimi. Like this is this has, is where
1: it pays to play interleague because Hakimi is probably seven point five k in the Sunday, you know, one forty five right. Eastern time I mean, interleague slates.
2: He's got a ridiculous shot on him, so he's always fine taking long shots. He he gets forward all the time. He's like he's best friends with Mbappe. Um, you know that 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 doesn't hurt the friendship um,
1: narrative. Thank you for. Throwing it, I mean, it's there. <laughs>
2: it, it's there. Um, you you can see it um but yeah no Hakimi I always like Hakimi and GBPs he's just he's just so good
1: yeah he's the best right back in the world and I don't know it's not like that's a attacking wise
2: att- att- attacking wise yeah
1: yeah and you see that there's no yellow cards as well which I sort of love to see for my defenders but cue the yellow card if I decide to play Hakimi yeah Hakimi looks like a great play in this spot as well so I don't know. I think um, from a GPP point of view, I think there's some like room to I think there's some wiggle room that you can have if you want to play a couple of these defenders. It would just require, you know, playing like an in or something like this. Mm-hmm. I see there's some other names being mentioned as uh, potential fullbacks. Um,
2: yeah, there's more. Go- I mean, maybe the guy that I, I have, we haven't got to yet. The The second guy in my lineup. Go for it. Uh, It was just a price thing, you know, looking for the cheap fullbacks in decent matchups. Ryerson at 4,100 or Dortmund. Um, You know, home to Milan's a pretty good spot because Milan's a team that usually isn't going to possess you to death, and they're going to concede chances. And I wasn't sure about Ryerson, but he scored over the weekend, and he dropped, like, 22 fantasy points or something. Um, He has... He's been taking shots and he crosses, and he's only forty-one hundred. So he sometimes yeah. plays as
1: a forward for them. I think. I think. Or a right, wing, wing, wing back. Wing back.
2: So yeah. So yeah. Like up further forward. Yeah.
1: In this lineup, we have been playing a back four. That's what's posted, but you know, we'll take a look at when lineups are revealed. He's definitely a more attacking player. So at um, at forty-one hundred, yeah, that's. That's probably just too cheap, Ryan, especially for a home fullback. You can just take that.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at him. I think you. he's fine for cash games. Um, but yeah, you know, this is another slate where I don't want to play a center back if I don't have to. There's so much value. I forgot to needle you a little bit. I think the one mistake with your lineup in the 44, there was just no reason to play center backs today. Um, I, you know, I get that the Bayern center backs are fine, but – just in general, no reason to play center backs, in my opinion.
1: I wasn't too particularly happy about that, Ryan, but... I, I get, though, you know, I'll
2: defend you, Denver. Jack. I'll defend you. I get that in certain constructions, you couldn't get, like, the five attack, the five forwards that you want. And I saw the, the five forwards you want, you you needed to, to punt a center back. Trust me, I went back and forth a long time. Like, do I want these five guys that I want the most? and punch a center back or do I play that defender and then you you have to, you have to downgrade one guy and just take your chances. So yeah, I get it. It, It's a tough decision. It's a tough decision.
1: I wasn't happy about it. I was, I had 3,500 any more spending up at goalkeeper would have gotten me to like uh, Alex Merritt or um, Keppa, And I was just not going to do that in that lineup. I mean, I could do it in a bigger GPP, but I didn't feel like that was the way to go. So I had 3,500 left. I'm like, well, I guess I have Leroy Sané. So maybe, so maybe I get a center back. No, I think it's fine. Actually.
2: I I think it's fine. I was, those were the two, those were the Bayern guys were the guys I was considering. Uh, I thought, I think it's fine. I don't think, I don't think it was that bad. You know, it it was similar to playing, you know, like a Ruben Diaz, uh, yeah. you know, in, in that spot. Um, so you know, I I
1: he it. was, he was 1.7%. So therefore he's a good play. I can just, I can just say, but the ownership, if I played the slate 1000 times, you know, he scores. <laughs> oh, well, so it goes. Um, any other defenders to mention, um, Luis, uh, Ulysses Garcia at 4.4 K for young boys. He took a set piece. So that might be an option. Um, We have Lucas Klosterman starting. He's 2.6K. If you absolutely need to punt, there are center backs you can do that with. And we talked about that strategy last time. I mean, if everything else fits into your lineup, you can kind of just take the five points from a center back and um, just ask everyone to mow you down with your other attacking players. But um, I would rather play Ryerson or someone like that in this spot if I can afford it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could have played $2,600 Ostegard today. and he. I don't want to talk about
1: it. (laughs) <laughs> you, got on the, you even got on mentioned search. him uh yesterday. You're like, you know, you, we'll mentioned him. I know. He's got you got could goals use in him, him in the utility him. and then he freaking scores a goal. Yep. Such is such as life. Do we have any goalkeeper takes, Ryan? I um I like uh, Diogo Costa at home against Barcelona. Why not? He's only like uh what do I have? 4,000? I feel like the cheap goalkeepers are underpriced on this slate because the big favorites aren't such big favorites.
2: I have Costa. Yeah, yeah I have Costa. Uh, I play yeah. I, don't, I I have Costa, but I play Blast which too. Um, how funny, what Jack, we're an hour through the show and nobody's mentioned Erling Haaland.
1: Yeah, I, I see that Steve is in here and he, you know, fortunately watched his Ashoka finale. Um, this
2: is what I will say about Erling Haaland because City play Leipzig every year in the Champions League, it seems like. <laughs> I know they've they played do. them like four or six times in like the last two years. Well, last year in this matchup, Howland scored one point against Leipzig. And in the reverse fixture, he scored 66, which included five goals in, I think he got four of them in the first half. Um, So yeah, they played Leipzig twice last year. He scored once away from home and then, or sorry, one point, one fantasy point, and then sixty-six fantasy points. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's I, a pretty I, big know, range of outcomes. <laughs> yeah, that
2: you know that's kind of what he's gonna do this time. I, uh, I don't know.
1: Um, you know, if you have one and sixty-six, that means on the sample size of two, your median is about uh, thirty-three and a half. So therefore, Holland, what a smash play! Uh, we have some people in the chat. They want to know, you know, Ryan, this is the nerdiest show in DFS. All we're talking about is cash games and, you know, getting those extra points from our spreadsheets. But we have three alphas on the slate. We have Erling Holland near 11K. We have Robert Lewandowski in a good spot. And we also have Kylian Mbappe. So let's get to tournaments. Um, are you going to be playing um, any of these really giga expensive forwards? There's some value that helps you with that. And uh, which one do you like the most? Um, can you tell me what their ownership percentages are going to be? Um, if you want incorrect ownership, I can tell you what they're going to (laughs) be. How about rough estimate? I mean, who, who is Allen
2: going to be the most popular out of those three?
1: I think he's the cheapest out of those three. Um, let me take
2: a peek. He is, he'd probably be the most popular if he was the most expensive too.
1: I think, um, Holland is going to be the most popular. I think Mbappe will be the second most popular. And I think, um, Lewandowski will be the odd man out. So my guess would mm-hmm. be the cheapest one. So this is what you're going to do, Ryan. You're going to be like, I'm just going to take the low-owned guy. And then, No, uh, Levin, that's yeah. not what I'm going to
2: do. <laughs> look, I'm just – I'm always, like, fading Halland in these spots. The only time I, I come back to it is when I think, like, do other people want look at this spot as a fade city spot? I think people do, but, but then there's not really – anywhere else to go. So yeah, I think Halland will end up being pretty popular. I'm mostly fine with fading that. You know, people that listen to this show know I've been fading Halland for a year or so pretty much. Sometimes I'm playing, but mostly I fade him and it doesn't work. You know, I'm just telling you guys that mostly it has not worked. (laughs) Um yeah, I don't know. You know what 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 else can you say? I no, I'm not I'm not probably not going to play Halland. I was hoping that maybe Mbappe wouldn't be that popular. You know, he's kind of overpriced on this slate, especially compared to all the other guys. And I just like Mbappe. I think he's the best. Um, So I I play him when other people aren't going to play him. Um, So I kind of – I lean Mbappe.
1: That would be my lean, too, if you um, put a gun to my head. Because, again, I just just said I felt best about Diogo Costa. So, I mean, in that case, then – I don't really like Lewandowski as much, especially compared to um, to Mbappe. Hopefully, Price keeps it. I think Price should keep everything in control. Like it won't be like over 25, 30%, knock on wood. So I like that play a lot. There was a slate last year where I played Randall Colomwani. I jammed him. So he's only 7K in this spot. Maybe yeah. I'll run it back.
2: You jammed him when he was on like Eintracht Frankfurt, though, right?
1: and he was like 5800 and he got a red card. Tough. Day. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember that. That was that was tough.
1: That was tough, but hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll jam him again. At only 7k, I think that's fine. Especially if you're playing tripier. So if I want to play tripier and I kind of want to tweak, you know, my cash game shell, um, having a nice back and forth matchup with him and um Mbappe. Maybe that game has quite a few goals. So as far as the game environment goes, like I don't see this Porto Barcelona match, you know, going over two and a half goals. Like if you forced me to bet a side in total, I would say under for that match. Um, Whereas the PSG Newcastle match, I think that has more powder keg energy to it. So I agree. I like Mbappe if you're going to spend up and uh, Steve, I will be fading Holland. Um, I can't help it. And uh, you can shout it from the sky when he scores a brace on me. Um, we've been talking for too long already, Ryan, mostly cash games. We've highlighted some plays. Any other uh, final tournament thoughts for the people? Any musings? Any things that maybe were under-discussed, you think? Um,
2: yeah, let's see, a couple things. Yeah, so, you know, this $3,600 Crasso. You know what you're talking
1: about. We didn't I talk did about just, what you know. to do with him in tournaments. Yeah. You know? Right well,
2: the center forward in die is
1: 3500
2: um, <laughs> so you go. yeah you may you know you might get an ownership discount there um, that's that seems okay um, let's see what are we Bayern Milan or sorry Dortmund Milan and, you know I was looking you know. Pulisic. If I was going to play a Milan guy, I was looking at Pulisic. He's been taking a few corners and he's just, he's honestly, Pulisic is still underrated at this point. Guy has been sort of unlucky, like unlucky not to be a star yet. He's that good. And he, but he's been, he's been shining for Milan. That's a tough game to target. You know, we don't really like to play Milan as it is and on the road, (laughs) but like, you know, like, you know, who, who, who else are you going to play? You know, do we want to play Porto guys? No, not really. We don't really want to play Barca guys. You know, we get Costa. Um, I, we said we like this young boy's Red Star game. We play Lazio guys. We sort of mentioned that Leipzig guys against against City. You know, I don't know.
1: I don't um, really want to play I, any of their attackers. That's my problem. Like, I don't really want to play Lois Openda. Chavi Simmons seems okay, but he's eighty one hundred. I just feel like if I play just, a Red Bull guy, I'll just play David Raum and hope he gets an assist and then other people score goals for me.
2: It's actually a great segue. This isn't really going to help anybody in DFS tomorrow because we don't have this guy projected started. But I've been waiting for a while to talk about Leipzig because maybe somebody can somehow make some money on this. I know you used to be able to, like betting on players who are going to increase in value. But Ben Sesco. This kid, I don't know how he's not starting yet.
1: Slovenian, right? He's so good. Euro qualifiers. He's so
2: good. I'm just telling you, this kid is the real deal. He's only 20. He's he's already valued at like 25 million or so. But I'm telling you, this kid is like world class uh, from from what I've seen. Unfortunately, if he starts for 4400, I might just have to take a shot on him because I've seen him score so many sick goals already. He's 6'4", and he's got, like, the skills of someone that's not 6'4". So, yeah, I don't know. I just really like – I really like Sesco. But, yeah, um, this – I'm not paying 8K for Openda or, uh, you know, I don't really play Paul – yeah, you know, as we go back to what we said at the start, it's a tough slate because you want to fade City, you want to fade Barca, and, like, there's just not that many spots to go. Um, It's interesting, you know, we – Champions League slate where maybe floor points are slightly more valuable than we're used to thinking of them. Um, You know, I think it's, you know, you you might want to have Foden or Alvarez or Foden in maybe every lineup. I don't know. Like, you know, there's just, there's, there might not be that many, you know, I know it's Champs League, so these games could go off, but there might not be as many goals out there as we're used to seeing.
1: I mean, after talking about there will be like ownership discounts. If you want to play uh, Nick Fulkrug, if he wants, it'll be there. You can play for sure. Matt That's a, at low right. Ownership. Like, but right. it, it those just are... feels gross.
2: <laughs> you're right, though. You should say that. Like, there'll be ownership discounts on those spots if you want to take him. You can play those guys, Fulkrug,
1: Marco Royce for sure. Zach 7k. I know. Isaac. Yes.
2: Uh, sorry. I, I meant to mention Anthony Gordon. I think Anthony Gordon and Izak are both good plays. 7k and 6,800. Yeah. Those guys are tournament plays for sure. Um, yeah, let's see Oz in the chat. Celtic forwards cheap. Again, I don't have like too much respect for like Lazio decent, but Celtic Celtic at home. They're going to be looking for a result there too. Like, and that place will be rocking too. So, yeah, I don't mind those Celtic forwards in GPPs. That's a good shout, actually.
1: Yeah, I think if they're cheap, I think you can uh, make it work. I think that's the appealing part of an ESAC or a Kolomwani or the Celtic forwards. It just allows you to get up to those other strong plays who are, I think, kind of stands out. The cashy type players do seem to be quite the best plays by a strong margin. So I think that makes quite a good deal of sense. Well, I think we've been talking entirely too long. Thank you. We have 40 people listening live. That's awesome for the World of Ryder Soccer Show. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Do all that jazz. Subscribe. Join us in the Discord. And most importantly, if you take one of my head-to-heads, make sure that you finish in second place. Otherwise, (laughs) good luck, everybody. I hope you have a better Wednesday slate than I had a Tuesday slate. Again, unless the head-to-heads. But otherwise, on behalf of Ryan and myself, good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody.
3: mypatriotsupply.com